You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. And I am the coach, Ed Young. Welcome back to Priority Sports Priority Auto, Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Hey now. He messed it up already. Baby. No, I didn't that mess was Dave that one Sims. Up. That was I Dave Sims. Quick, hey now. I did a quick save in there. You Speaking know. of Dave Sims and the Seattle Mariners. Nice job blowing that seven-run lead on, what was that, Tuesday Wednesday well, against the Cubs? I saw that, and I kept saying, boy, I hope there's people out there who putting some shekels down. Don't bet on that game because you don't play around. I think it was at Wrigley Field with the big lead. It don't was at around. Wrigley Field. You don't mess with that. Anybody would put money on that, AJ. AJ, I'll ask you. Anybody that's going to say it's final, I'm, I'm betting it right there. What, what would you tell them? No, Cubs, it's at Wrigley Field, right? Eh, seven-run lead, come on. It was in the books. It was done. I, my my question to you about baseball, I, you, you know, know, to go off track here, is, yeah, is is do the Oakland A's move to Vegas before the season's oh, over? By the way, they had was it seventeen? I was about to bring it up. I think it, it, it was walks. one below the AL record. They gave up seventeen walks last and night. They would have walked you last night with the bat in your hands. I, I tell you, it's a shame. They're not going to be in Oakland for long. No. And you make a good point. <laughs> Will it be the first team to move in the middle of the season? They are bet, and there's no chance they finish in fourth place because no. they have no chance to be out the Mariners. The Rangers, the Angels, or the reigning World Series champion Astros. They are terrible. Lindor had seven ribbies within the first five innings of that game, including a grand slam. That thing was done. I mean, bad, bad, bad. But get back to what you were – we took you off sidetrack there. After yeah, you were I all got, got sidetracked because, uh, you know, we talked earlier with, with Jimmy Corgan about the portal. It's been a big to- topic. We had a youngster from our area jump in the portal. Jaden Epps, uh, formerly Kings Fork High School, had a tremendous, tremendous high school career. Uh, was at University of Illinois and uh, got some good time, played, started a lot of games, but made a decision to leave Illinois, and he was not in a portal long. Uh, as we found out, he is going to be playing for the Georgetown Hoyas under the new tutelage of Ed Cooley, former uh, coach at Providence College. And uh, my partner here, Matt Adfield, had a chance to catch up with Jane here recently and uh, jump into what happened here. Let's hear that here on uh, Priority, uh, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, I'm here with the former Kings Fork State Player of the Year, Jay Neps, here at the Portsmouth Invitational Tournament as he's watching on some local fellas, including Joe Bryant, and he's also made some news recently with his transfer from Illinois to Georgetown. Uh, Jay, uh, new destination for you. I know you're pretty excited to play for the Hoyas and Coach Cooley. Tell me about it. Um, I, I always had a connection with Coach Cooley, and um, I feel like he's my type of coach, the type of dude I want to play for, and um, I'm excited just to get started with him and just to be on his team. Was it a hard decision for you? I know when you were going through the process in high school when you played at Kings Fork, when he was at Providence with Coach Ivan Thomas as an assistant, they were one of the schools that was recruiting you the hardest, and you had initially committed to them. Was that relationship kind of already built up and a big deal why you picked them ultimately here? Yes, sir. Uh, we have a great relationship, and I feel like they're, they're great coaches. They're great, guy, they're great guys on and off the court. And um, I feel like, like, like I said, they're my type of dudes, and I, and I want to be on their team and play for them. You're here at the PIT, and a lot of local friends and family and people of that nature, if you will. What's this do for you as you continue your basketball journey? We saw you at Kings Fork Dazzle. You go off to college after the Combine days. You go to Illinois. I'm sure you envision yourself playing at an event like this and hopefully getting that opportunity to fulfill your dreams maybe at the NBA level one day. Yeah, uh, that's why I come out and watch stuff like this because I see myself here one day. Uh, you know, I played against some of these guys, and um, I feel like I, I can play with the best of them. So um, I'm just coming out here to watch. Uh, I know some of these guys support, 
and I feel like I can be on this level one day. Now you had a big game this year. I think it was against, was it Texas when you hit some clutch free throws on the stretch for Illinois? What's it mean to you when people hit you up, text you, DM you, Snapchat you, IG, whatever it is, and they're, they're using that hashtag of 757? What's that kind of that that area code mean when you're in other parts of the country competing at the highest of levels? Um, that means a lot to me because that's where I'm from. So um, I always got to represent that everywhere I go. And um, I just feel like when people when people hashtag that and, and say I'm from there, they know that, that, that we breed killers and, and, and we got talent from around here. What was the biggest thing you learned and took away from your freshman experience at Illinois, be it pro, con, a little bit of both? Um, I, I took away a lot of stuff. Um, I, I definitely learned um, how to watch film, uh, how to break my game down um, uh, in, a, in a lot of different ways, uh, learning the point guard spot more. Um, I, I learned a lot at Illinois, and I really appreciate it. More for you, uh, Jaden. As you get ready to embark on this at Georgetown, what can the fans expect? Because I know Coach Cooley and everybody there wants Georgetown to be back to the old days of the Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, Allen Iverson, a couple of seven-five-seven studs there, so where they're competing atop the Big East, which is a great conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, that's what I'm looking forward to do. Uh, we're looking forward to, to bringing that thing back around. Uh, Coach is recruiting hard right now. Even I'm recruiting, uh, trying to get players in. Um, we, we're just looking to um, bring, bring the uh, program back up to the top and win. And you said players. Is that portal players? High school players, a little bit of both. What's the what's the deal there? A little bit of both. Uh, we, we, we're just trying to get get great players that fit us and, and that fit our program. And lastly, Jane, for those that aren't familiar with your game or have watched you a ton, what would you tell the Georgetown fan base? It's a very loyal fan base, dedicated, passionate, hardcore. They're getting in Jaden Hepps being on the court, off the floor. Um, they they they're getting they're getting a winner, uh, a winner on and off the floor. They're getting a great person. Uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help this program get turned around and help us win. Well, all the best representing the 757, Jaden Hepps. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Yes, sir. Thank. You. All right, so Jay Nepps joining the Georgetown Hoyas, former Kings Fork star. We caught up with him as the horn was sounding in the background at the PIT, Portsmouth Invitational Tournament, the championship going on tonight. You'll hear from a couple of other standouts, including Joe Bryant and Darius McGee here in a bit. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk, brought to you by Larry King Law here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Ed, uh, it was not a shock at all he picked Georgetown. I think he had some other suitors in there like NC State with Kevin Keats, but feels like he's a natural. And Ivan Thomas, who you once coached, Make you feel old, Ed Young. Uh, back in the early 90s as an assistant with the Providence Friars, now with Georgetown, also with Ed Cooley. He had a, a factor in all this, and uh, I think he'll do well there at Georgetown. He had some moments at Illinois this past year. It sort of fell apart late for Brett Underwood as they got knocked out in the round of 64. Was it Arkansas beat them? I think Arkansas knocked them out in the tournament, if I remember right. I think that's right. You, you know, I again, I'll put my two cents in it. Uh-oh. It's a better fit. Georgetown's a better fit. What, what way? Well, when he announced going to to Illinois, I I thought it was Providence, um, and when he committed, I said, okay, it seemed you know well, he had of, picked Providence initially, then he right. backed out as he said, yeah. It, it, it when then when I heard Illinois, I said the way he plays, and and again, I also look at it this: the further you go from home, the harder it is for kids to get entrenched to what you're doing. It it it, it is. It's just it's tougher to do unless you're a main cog on that in that program. He was not a main cog on that program. Some things didn't kind of go, I think, the way he thought they would go, and I think the way Underwood thought they would go. So it's probably best he step away. And now, and, he, and, you, and I listened to that interview. He's very talked a lot about uh, Cooley in terms of that's my dude, that's my dude. Underwood wasn't his dude. So, I, and again, I don't know why the Illinois, but I think noise, this is Illinois, Illinois, isn't it Illinois? It's Illinois. No, when did it become noise? I thought it was just noise. You don't no, pronounce you, yes. Look it up. Is that like Missouri? Twitter poll. Missouri. Yeah, we got to put up a Twitter poll. Do you pronounce the S in Illinois? Dino's, Dino's from there. We got to ask him. Well, you, now Louisville, you don't. 
Louisville. I thought yeah, it was Louisville. You can't Tom sure Jackson always Louisville? said it's Louisville. Louisville. No, it's pronounced Louisville. Oh, boy. That's how they say Louisville? it. No, like, oh, Louisville. Yeah. Like Louisville. Louisville. We can get on the Norfolk rant, too, by the way, which but, takes another whole story, getting, another hour for us to do. But. Yeah, getting back to Epps, I, I think it's a better fit. Uh, Georgetown will be a better fit in terms of how he plays. plays the game, yeah. And I think Cooley will understand how to use him because he's coming into a wide-open situation. He's going to run off some players at Georgetown. He's going to go to the portal and bring in some people. To, Cooley didn't take that job to win in a few years. No, it went to compete They're going to win right How now. How good is the Big East, though? You might have six teams in the top 25. I mean, you obviously have the defending champs in UConn. You got Marquette who won the league with Shaka Smart doing great things. Creighton was a whisker away from the Final Four. They lost that tough one heartbreaker to San Diego State in the Elite Eight. And by the way, a couple of them Midwestern-type school. Marquette and Creighton, you don't think of as Big East schools, but are Big yeah, East. I, I have a hard time. You had, uh, I, I mean, I think uh, Shaheen Holloway at Seton Hall is going to do a good job there. I remember he had that run with St. Peter's. I don't think they're at that level yet. You have Rick Patino now at St. John's. You have uh, Kim English coming in from George Mason to Providence, which I don't think will fall off a cliff. And then you got Ed Cooley trying to resurrect Georgetown. They could have five or six teams right there, top 25. I think it's probably the best league in the country now, which people would argue – Big 12, SEC. We know the AC has the history and prestige, but a lot of good ballers now in the Big East, and more importantly, a lot of good coaches in the Big East. And Villanova, who you think has fallen off a cliff because Jay Wright's not there anymore, you don't think Villanova's going to stay down for too much longer, right? I don't think so, but Seton Hall and Villanova is going to take a bit. It will. They, I don't think they will quickly move up as easily as, say, St. John's and Georgetown. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think Georgetown – based on the coaching change, will jump up quicker than them. I, I don't know about Providence. Kim English has done a good job. Mason, whatever, could be. A, a lot depends on where these kids are going. I just read in the paper, VCU just lost their third key guy to Penn State as they follow Coach Rhodes to Penn State. It, it's But VCU the, might have a bunch of local guys I'm reading now that they're having on visits that grew up playing for Team Loaded 804, so they could end up having a right. whole new roster that ends up in the long term, being better than the short term, Absolutely. even though right away this year they might not do well and reap the benefits of it. And that's what the portal does. It can hurt you or it can really help you. just depends on maybe the guy in charge um, and, and where, where people are moving around at. But, you know, I, let's, I, I'm, I'm hoping for Jaden's sake that this will be a, his, his last move. It's, it's only his first move. It's his last move, and he'll do well, have a great career at Georgetown. And, by the way, did Ivan uh, follow? Uh, yes, he is. He's there, okay. by the way. By the way, another guy, I don't know if you know this, before we go to break here, Kyle Getter left UVA to go to Notre so Dame, I, joining uh, Micah Shrewsbury's staff. So, uh, we'll have to get Kyle back on the show. We had him on if they won the national championship with Tony Bennett at UVA. And, and while we have a second here, Portal, and coming up today at 2 o'clock, it's the Priority Charity Bowl ODU Spring Game, which you can hear with Ted Alexander and the crew coming up at the – Two o'clock hour, and I'll be over there doing some PA announcing for it. Uh, news with ODU football. Hayden Wolf, quarterback in the portal. Now there's also rumors and whispers and news. Ethan Vasco, who once verbally committed to Old Dominion, he's in the portal, was a state champion player of the year at Oscar Smith, went to Kansas. We all thought we went to Kansas. He might not be there long. He could come back home. And there's a lot of uncertainty about the QB situation for the Monarchs and everybody else as the portal opens up for football and it becomes the wild, wild west starting today across college football. I mean, we always joke when we get Phil Steele on about his book when it comes out. It's a month away, right? No, Phil waits to get it out now in July because you can't really do a book with all these roster changes. Yeah, it's crazy. I was going to say, anybody that's doing college yearbooks now, it's best to get them out three days before opening tip or opening kickoff. It's crazy. There's going to be too many changes. Free agency. Right. And, and exactly what it is. I also read where somebody... Uh, William Mary, somebody just picked up um, a player. It's their fourth team, fourth college team in four years. This is what the new era we're in now. 
kids jumping around like in the back of a, a baseball card. You'll see a kid playing with 12 organizations. But this brings my question. You can do a two deep today for the Priority Charity Bowl ODU Spring Game. People are excited oh, no, for it's football. Priority Auto. That's the, no, it's called. I'm looking at the thing here. Priority Charity. Well, anyways, don't get me started. Uh, if I'm going to mess up, you can't. we're not overlooking your mess. Anyways... You can't do it too deep, and it's gonna it's gonna stay come August. That too deep is gonna change like eighteen times between now and then. It's I mean, how do you do a depth chart if you're football coaches? It's you're constantly recruiting your your own guys, yes, other guys, high part. school guys. It is it is just a total like you know what it is. It's like taking a paint. You mentioned about paintbrush earlier. It's like taking a can of paint and throwing it up on the canvas and seeing what Ed Young's uh, nieces and nephews threw up there on the uh, paint. It's a total mess. Yeah. It. it, it, it you could see why some veteran veteran coaches are getting away. Yes. It's it's crazy what you have to do now. There's a lot of enticement going on. I don't care what anybody says. NIL deals has allowed college free agency to be. Let's just call it what it is. They've allowed college free agency to begin. Money is involved. And I don't care what anybody says. NCA or some type of group better put some clamps on it. Or it's it's going to completely change as we know college sports. Well, it already and, has. And why do we have to have a governed body now? You might it's just open season. People moving around and getting this kind of money. They need to put some clamps on. I'm tired of hearing people say, "Well, we got to understand how can we do this." Just do it. We'll come back and hear from Darius McGee of Liberty, Joe Bryant from Lake Taylor, and Norfolk State. It's all coming your way on seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk. Keep it tuned. Ninety four point one. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. And once again, this is the Coach Ed Young. I'm taking the lead, Mike, from my partner, Matt Hatfield, because he is going to speak with... uh, a youngster who is playing really well over here in the PIT, Ports of Invitational this week. Uh, had a really good career at Liberty University before that. Played at Blue Ridge. And if you remember that name, it's because you probably saw him in the Virginia Preps Classic. Harris McGee hitting threes all over the place. And I talked to an NBA personnel person, and they like him. They like the idea that he can get that shot off at, at five foot nine, and uh, he's going to get some looks. But let's see what he had to say with uh, Matt Hatfield here on Priority Sports Radio 94.1. Thank you. All right, here at the Liberty Records Center out of Blue Ridge, Darius McGee, his Mike Duman auto sales team wins at 96-84 of a Portsmouth uh, sports club here at the Portsmouth Invitational Tournament. Uh, Darius, tell me what it means to you to be chosen for this event and perform the way you did here in night one. I mean, it's great to be in an event like this and play with such talented players. Like, just to see the skill set and versatility in the mix of the game, like, I know I still be sitting there like, wow. Like, it's just crazy to see, like, there's so many great basketball players on the floor. So to go out there and compete and play together with them is kind of great. So. Now, you grew up in North Carolina, I believe it was. Correct. And then you moved to Virginia. You played at Blue Ridge. We're certainly on some great teams there. In fact, set records in our Virginia Preps Classic in a bunch of threes. Got an MVP trophy. But did you ever in your wildest dreams as a youngster envision yourself in one of these type of tournaments and doing what you did in college at Liberty? Absolutely not. Like, to, when I first got to Blue Ridge, like, I think I was amazed by just, like, the family of, like, vibe that it was there and like you it was my first time kind of experiencing like a basketball team that was sharing like unconditional love so to go and be a part of that I know I wanted to replicate that going to college and luckily I, I found a great place like it was a great decision to go to Liberty like it was definitely replicated but when I first got there like I was just trying to make sure I was like wasn't making mistakes that the upperclassmen could like have the best season that they could possible and I wasn't going to be the freshman that was you know 
that could potentially negate some things, but to go out there and those guys kind of picked me up under their wing and just like the love that they showed me and the confidence and courage they gave me, it just allowed me to grow through a lot. And, Luckily, my career turned out the way it did. Yeah, not too shabby. You go to Liberty, 528, made three second most in NCAA history, almost 23 points per game this past year, three-time Atlantic Sun Player of the Year. What are you most proud of in terms of your college career? Uh, just the players I got to do it with, like to go out there and collaborate the way I did or the way we did it on the floor. Like I don't think it's a more selfish team, unselfish team in college basketball. And like Those relationships that I poured in with those guys will last forever. And like I know... I never, I was never one to care about accolades and stats. So to go out there with like a pure intention and authentically pursue basketball and just winning games, mm -hmm. I guess it's nice the way things turned out. Like I know I, I did it the right way. Mm -hmm. so. You had a nice little moment here after the uh, first game here at the PIT with your coach Richie McKay. Um, tell me what your relationship with him has been and his support over the years. Tremendous. Uh, just the amount of growth that he's kind of enhanced over the years, on and off the floor. Like I definitely wouldn't be here without him, without him taking a chance on me coming out of high school and also just like he never dropped the bar for me. He always held me accountable for every single thing and I think the biggest thing that I took away from the program and just his leadership is just being consistent and being detail oriented. Like those two things in the basketball court, like especially transitioning transitioning into professional basketball, like I think those are two very important things. So to get five years to kind of cultivate that skill set and that mindset I think is nothing I'll ever take for granted. You've probably heard all your life from the young days to high school to AAU about his height's going to hold him back being, I think you're listed at 5'9". I'm not sure what you're exactly. Hey, but, but Darius, I mean, that's going to be, I guess, the chip and motivating factor for you. But it doesn't matter who you play against. You continue to perform tonight. You finish up with 22 points, 8 of 14 from the floor, 5 of 9 from 3, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 turnover only. Um, is that the thing that, I mean, you, you don't care at this point about it? You've heard it all your life and you're used to it at this point, hearing about all oh, his size is going to hold him back and it hasn't yet? Yeah, just like anything in life, there's pros and cons to everything. Like I said, if you go out there to make winning plays on both ends of the floor, like if you do that at a high level, regardless of your size, position, there's a ton of undersized guys at different positions in the NBA, mm -hmm. and they carve out a role for themselves. So you just want to go out there and, like I said, authentically pursue it, be a great teammate, play basketball the right way, and hopefully things are working his favor. A few more for let you run here. What's your favorite uh, moment of the night or highlight play? Was it the three when the lead got shrunk from 16 to 1 to put your team back up four? Was the one the step back three? It kind of was the dagger to put you up 13 with about two minutes to go. No, or no, something else? Probably when the play broke down, Hunter Tyson caught the ball on the wing and kind of jab step and confidently pulled a three. And, like, I played with Hunter in the Reese's All-Star game, so I know he can shoot it really well. And, yeah. like, I had no doubt in my mind that the ball would go in. So to see him with that confidence on the wing and kind of, like, be a part of the celebration was definitely dope. Yeah, well, I'll get to him in a second with some fun rapid fire before we finish up here. But last one before we get to the rapid fire, tell me what a team is going to get you, whether it be a professional team in the NBA, wherever it might be. What are they getting in Darius McGee, been on the floor, off the floor? What are they getting in you in terms of the, the total package? Uh, someone that's going to try to add value to whatever program or organization I'll be a part of on every asset. So like, I don't take any area of life for granted. Like, I like. We preach at Liberty, like, as long as you live out of a deep sense of gratitude, like, you're pursuing things the right way, you're making the best impact on not just yourself but the world. So I think that's the mindset that I come in with. So I think that should hopefully move the ball forward for any program. Sure. All right, Fletcher, run Pittsburgh Rapid Fire with us real quick. All right, who wins three-point contest, you or Hunter Tyson? Hunter Tyson. He beats you? Really? You give it to him? I'm giving it to Hunter Tyson. Okay, but you might take him one-on-one -on -one possibly? Horse game? Uh, we'll cons, All right. Like, we'll, we got to get out there. All right, we just finished up Easter. What's your favorite Easter candy? I'm not a big candy guy, honestly, but when I was younger, I used to like Reese's a lot, so I would say Reese's. All right, sport Darius McGee enjoys most besides basketball is what? Disc golf. 
Golf? Disc golf. If you guys haven't played, disc golf? please get out there and play disc golf. Try it out. It's, I tell you, it's pretty fun. It's just like anything else. It might be a little annoying at first, but you get to hang up. Right. Last two. Coolest person you've met at, or last three. Coolest person you met at Liberty is? Steph Curry. My Steph Curry? senior year, I actually came down on an official visit. He was speaking at convocation, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't remember, but just to be able to shake his hand and kind of like just see him in person. Okay. It's an opportunity I never would have seen coming from Rockford. So. Have you seen the movie Air yet? I don't, I don't you what's the best movie you've seen in the last year then? What's the best movie you've seen? Best movie I've seen. Uh, probably me and my mom would have seen Woman King. And like my mom is kind of like the pioneer of my family. Like okay. I was a single parent home. So to see kind of the similarities of leadership like that she possessed in the movie and like just see the determination and persistence. Like I kind of saw my mom in it. So to be in the movie theater and see it with her was kind of. I can do it. And lastly, who takes the finals this year in the NBA? Who takes it? Who you got winning the, who winning the ship? Whoever plays the best basketball. Oh, you're not beating me a team? Know. You're not giving me an East or West team? You got one of you're rocking with? You're who you're pulling for? I have no, no horse fight. in the race. Like, right. it's, it's, whoever we'll plays the best basketball is going to win. Maybe one day this guy get a ring. Darius McGee, thank you so much. All the best. Thank you. So that was Darius McGee out of Liberty. Uh, what a career he had. Three-time Atlantic Sun Player of the Year, second most threes in NCAA history out of Blue Ridge with us during the Portsmouth Invitational Tournament. Go check out the championship game tonight, as I believe it's going to be, Ed, uh, in the championship. You've got uh, K&D Rounds Landscaping taking on uh, sales systems in the final. So that's it. If you're wondering about the coaches, not just the players, you got uh, it's Jim Markey and Chris Harris against Kenny Harris, P.J. Honor over there, as, as our, our buddy Kenny Harris tries to go back-to-back and win championships. But I would I would make him the slight underdog in that one. But uh, how about Darius McGee, though? He's something else. You watch him. It doesn't look like he can make some of these threes at 5-9, but he does it effortlessly out there. And he's a really smooth, cerebral player. You know, he's a neat kid to listen to him talk to. That'd be a, a really cool kid to coach. Really uh, cerebral on a lot of things, not just basketball. But uh, it's funny how he didn't want to, he didn't pick a, a pro team to win the thing. Most of those kids jump on it real quick because they're always uh, got their favorite. But, Might be uh, afraid of, uh, it's going to uh, sway a team on or off from something for the, the league coming and then up. Then when he disc golf, he likes disc, disc golf. golf. Yeah, you played. Wow, you played disc golf, Risser? Disc golf? I've never done that. No, not to me, that's not real golf. Oh, look at you hating on the disc golf. Not real. Hater, golf. hit the where's the button? Hater. Hater, yeah, hater, hater. You can't, you can't hit the button on the producer. Yeah, that's right. You can't. He needs a. He I see. I cannot here. work under these he rules. I have no buttons in front of he me. He wants though. buttons, which which would be bad if we put buttons in front of you and it's not the buttons on your shirt. Hey, one time I hit a button. We we got our ratings went up in China. That's so right. That's not bad. They did, but they went down in like eighteen other places. Well, so. those places like like Illinois, they can't be Illinois. I'm calling here you Illinois. Go with Illinois again. First of all, we googled it. Illinois has a silent s sound, so it should be pronounced Illinois, not Illinois. It should be Illinois. That's what it should be. Where did the yes, N come are. from? I'm yeah, putting it in there because you got some of these <laughs> yahoos in Chicago of all places. Ooh. The one place where when you wake He's up in the morning, you, you stretch laying down so you don't get shot. Whoa, that was not nice. Dino enters the room. Yeah, he's going to punch you in the nose. Is Dino from Chicago? He's a Cubs fan. Well, I mean, you could be he a Cubs fan. He only wears the Cubs jacket like yeah, every day. Well, you could be It'd a be fan 90, of man, 90 degrees now outside. Now we won't get Michael Wilbon on the show now. We've still been trying to get Michael Wilbon since I saw him eight months ago, whatever it was, 10 months ago at the uh, GB Sports Center. Now you've, you've pretty much thrown that in a crapper. Speaking of uh, throwing in a crapper, uh, this show will be in a crapper when, in, when it's done here in about 22 minutes. But before it's done, we have another PIT interview, do we not? Yeah, and we got a local guy this time. We, we saw him at Lake Taylor High School. He had a nice, really nice career. And, of course, I think his career took off even more so when he moved over to Norfolk State in the MEAC. And uh, he's, he's had a little bit of a tough time in the, in the PIT. I saw him the first night. I think he pressed a little bit too much. But he has really established himself anywhere he's going to go. 
and this guy will be playing pro somewhere. And you had a chance to talk with uh, Joe Bryant Jr., uh, Lake Taylor, Norfolk State, a youngster. Let's see what he had to say here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Behold. Thanks, All right, here with the Norfolk State standout, two-time MIAC player of the year out of Lake Taylor High School, Joe Bryant at the Portsmouth Invitational Tournament. Joe, I was just telling your dad, I remember when you were a freshman back at our best of 757 football camp, you were playing quarterback. Could you imagine that this journey that you've gone on has kind of had the twists and turns, and here you are getting ready for the professional journey potentially? Um, Man, that's what, freshman year? Yeah, yeah. Did you know then basketball would be your ticket? Because that was kind of the early, I think, thought was football, basketball. You did both pretty well. Yeah, it was both yeah. until until sophomore year. But, yeah. you know, just the, just the journey I've been on, a lot of obstacles in the way, uh, yeah. a lot of barriers I had to break down. Uh, I'm just blessed to just keep breaking them down step by step, uh, year by year, day by day. Um, just a blessing. What's the most gratifying uh, part of this whole process? You go from Lake Taylor to Norfolk State. You're the local hometown, grown kid, homegrown kid, fan favorite. Uh, you certainly had a great career at NSU. You get to play in the Reese's game. You get to play in this PIT. What's the most, I guess, satisfying and gratifying part of all this for you? Um, just be able to put on for the put on for HBCUs. Um, I'm an honor. I'm an honor to, to be able to attend uh, Norfolk State. I'm honored to be on the basketball team. Honor to just keep repping it as I as I leave. Uh, you know, just, like I said, man, just be able to put on for the H, for HBCUs, man, just a blessing. When you grew up, there was a lot of seven five seven people you looked up to. I'm sure you can fill me in on some of those names and people. It's a tight knit community. I see a lot of people that you grew up with and competed with and against. But you have kids out here getting your autograph and shaking. What's that mean to you to have that part? And I know it's not done. Your journey's still going to continue here. But what's that kind of mean to you to have that? Is it kind of touch your heart a little bit? Or? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it means people look up to me. Um, just got to keep doing. Got to keep doing things the right way. Keep leading by example. Um, that way, when the younger guys grow up, they can either be just like me, or you feel me, they can be like somebody else. But uh, for them to get my autograph, man, just a blessing. It means uh, I'm doing something right. What do you think people think of Joe Bryant, the basketball player? What do you think comes to mind when they think of you as the best? What do you hope comes to mind? Um, I think when people think of me, just just a dog. Uh, just be able to just be gritty. Uh, just a, and just a winner. Uh, I've been winning all my life for real. Uh, I've lost some too, uh, but when they when people say my name, man, I just want them to think as a think of me as a winner. What do you hope to take out of these experiences? We just had you compete in the Reese's All Star Game Final Four weekend. You got MVP of that, and that was pretty cool for you. And this also in the PIT. What do you hope to gain from those experiences and apply moving forward? Um, different schemes from different coaches, uh, different terminologies. That I can use uh, whether I go to NBA, G League, or, over, or overseas. Um, I can be able to use that. That way, I ain't got to learn too much when I get there. I can already get a feel for it, kind of. And uh, just be able to play with some of the guys and high majors, uh, some mid majors, you know, just different different people from different schools, HBCUs, PWIs, Power Five school. Just it doesn't matter. Just be able to. Play with different people. Mm-hmm. Last two for your appreciate time. What are you going to remember most about your time at both Lake Taylor and Norfolk State, being the, the seven-five-seven guy? And I know a lot of neat winning experiences a part of that. Uh, what I'm going to remember? Yeah. Uh, just the people that I've been around, uh, the coaches, um, high school and college. Mm-hmm. Just to, just winning. That's the that's the main thing, man. Just winning and uh, being around people that I love. You're a competitor. You mentioned being a dog on the court. You get after it defensively. You hustle. 
as you move forward here to that next part of your basketball journey here, what are you trying to improve on and show the scouts and the evaluators that you can do and help their team, whatever level that is, wherever that might be? Um, you know, a lot, a lot of NBA scouts like pick and roll, so come on, pick and roll, make a different reads. Um, just keep working on my body a little bit more. Uh, lateral quickness and be able to just be able to uh, be as athletic as other guys. Um, you know, I'm not as athletic. Uh, I do other things well, but be able to add that athleticism, man, it, it'll boost my game even more. Well, he's known as Lil Joe, but he's not so little anymore. Joe Bryant from Lake Tito High, Norfolk State. Thank you so much. All the best. Appreciate it. That was Joe Bryant with us at the PIT. Joe Bryant Jr. from NSU and Lake Taylor fame with us on 757 Saturday Sports Talk presented by Larry King Law. Ed, uh, it'll be interesting to see what transpires for him coming up. And so many of these 64 athletes participating are going to not get that chance right away for the NBA dream. Maybe only a select few will get that opportunity. But um, it's still something that a lot of these kids can cross off. A, I don't know if you want to call it a bucket list, but wow, I did something. You had a kid a few years ago, Shannon Evans, who played for you, got to play in the PIT. I know Devin Hall a few years back. Um, there's a bunch of names. I think Rajay Bullock from Kickatan. There's always a couple of local kids. We had Nate Watson last year. And it's always uh, really, really nice to see someone from the area get that chance like Joe Bryant did. Yeah, it is. Uh, Joe, just like you said, every year of his career from high school up has gotten better and better. Tough, tough competitor. Now, when we look at the situation with PIT and that, I, I think Joe right now is probably best bet would be overseas, where I think he'll do very well. He's got the body for overseas. The NBA is just tougher. Now, there's guys in the NBA right now that I say, how did this guy get in the NBA? Well, I'll give but, you one last year. I was telling with uh, talking with Coach yesterday. How, Buddy Beheim, when we saw him at the PIT last year, he did not look good at all. Played at Syracuse, and he found the, a roster, found a fit with the Pistons late in the year. Now, does that mean he stays there long term? Who knows? But these things are so hard to predict it, and it forecast. Is. It's tough, yeah. and, and it's about the right fit as, as to what you bring to the table. Buddy Beheim's a, sh- a shooter, dead-eye shooter. Joe Bright's not a dead-eye shooter. He's a tough player. Uh, he said the word right, I think gritty is his yeah. game. He's, he can really, and he will D up, and he will be physical. He's He has a little bit of that Mark Jackson back-to-the-basket post-up guards type of game. And I don't know if those players exist as much in the NBA anymore, but like you said, you can still make a great living. And who knows, an injury here, a thing there. Yeah, you right. know, He was an MVP in the right. Reese's game. It was cool to see. So. And, and to be able to play professionally. I mean, everybody wants the NBA because it's the NBA, but to play professionally – Make make a living at it. It's your job and livelihood. Yeah. Come on now. That, yeah. that is a dream. It's still a dream. So. Speaking of the NBA, we'll come back and do our NBA playoff picks. Playoffs. Risser, Young. Playoffs. Young, Hatfield, and Risser. We'll see who does the best. We'll give you a first-round series, number of games, and who gets to the finals. And you don't cut down the nets in the NBA, but you hoist the trophy. And that will take place in June. Well, does anybody know if the guy, are they going to play or are they going to do this, uh, what is it called, uh, unloading management or something? Are they no, going to play? By the what way, $750,000 fine for the, for the Mavs and Cuban and company. It should have been $750 million. That was ridiculous. And a year ridiculous. I know. It was preposterous. I was so hot about that last week. It's all coming your way next. Keep it tuned, locked and loaded to your home for sports, pro, college, high school, local. We have you covered all the bases on 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. 
All right, last 10 minutes of today's program, this 15th day of April, the year 2023. 757 Saturday Sports Talk brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, call 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King. With the coach Ed Young, I'm Matt Hatfield, A.J. Risser, other side of the glass as well. We're getting ready to do our NBA playoff picks, but I want to pick up where we left off the last segment for a second. We were talking about the Mavs getting fined for resting players. Did you happen to hear what uh, Nico Harrison, the Mavs GM, had to say, Ed, the other day about Dorian Finney-Smith, who they traded away to get Kyrie Irving, Dorian Finney-Smith, the local product out of Portsmouth's Icy Norcom High School, two-time state player of the year? Did you happen to hear it or no? No, am I going to? I'm going to try to play it off my phone here on the microphone. We'll see if you can hear it. This is Nico Harrison, the GM of the Mavs, who I think is out of his mind here. Listen, what he has to say real quick. Let's see if we can give it a listen. One, I love Finney's. I mean, beautiful spirit, amazing player. Um, but we weren't good defensively when we had him um, this year. Like we just, we just weren't. So losing him obviously <laughs> didn't make us better, but we weren't good um, defensively with him. Did you hear that? Did you catch all that? Okay, now who's this guy? You again? caught that wrist, right? The GM of the Mavs. He he's said we weren't GM. good defensively with Dorian Finney-Smith. You were, were you good with Luka and Kyrie? Have you lost your mind, Two of the dude? worst defenders in the history the way, of basketball. I think it's nice he has a beautiful spirit, but he doesn't sound like a GM when you talk about a guy's beautiful spirit. What GM talks about that is instead of the player's characteristics, you talk about a beautiful spirit. Like, well, well, somebody, who is this guy? Somebody will who be is talk- this guy? Somebody's going to be saying we weren't a very good team with Harris as our GM. Yeah. That's coming up. Get that guy out of there. All right, enough of that. He's a dope. He's, he's on the same dope list with your boy Rick Barnes, who I know you think is a great guy. I like Rick Barnes. <laughs> you like him all you want, but I that like guy, they won a big game now. in his life. Come on now. Hey, he's no, now. He's no Jim Laranega. Hey, what's now. the guy's Detroit? What's his name again? I mean, the Dallas GM? Nico Harrison. I got to look up his I wouldn't know I him if he walked him. up to me at the PIT today, which he might, by the way, later tonight if I go there. Uh, and then yeah, have a bone like with me. He sounds like a guy that does eulogies for a living. Uh, well, I don't know about that. Eulogies for a living. What? Where'd you come up with that one? I mean, just what it sounded like when I heard him. Well, I mean, you know. Anyways, let's do our NBA playoff picks. West, East. Let's take you want to take them in chronological order as far as how they're being played in time slots. Well, the first game today is going to be. It's Marv Albert gives it to us. Yes, the Knicks. No, it's not the Knicks. They play later on today, not the first game. One o'clock, ESPN. Nets and Sixers. It's the six versus three matchup. Philly to three at fifty-four and twenty-eight. Brooklyn where Dorian Finney-Smith is at 45 and 37. Nice segue there. He has nice spirit. He has nice spirit. He's more than spirit. 3 and D. Finney's better. That guy's a... Don't get me started. Oh, he's he's good at eulogies. He's talking well, spirits. Uh, okay. Uh, Rissa, you go first. Philly and how many games are you going with the Shocker in Brooklyn? Uh, I would love to see... I think you... I was listening to ESPN earlier this week, and I forget what show it was, and they were talking about teams with the most pressure, and someone said Philly... And and the, the the host just said no. There's there's no you know there's no pressure on them in the first round. I mean, if you look at Philly over the last five six years or however the process has been since the early 1900s the that they've been trying to trust. I see we did their process. They, this yeah. has got to be any game, every game that they play in this postseason. They have to have the most pressure because at so. what point at what point are we saying yep you know what they I can't disagree. get it done? I disagree because everybody's talking about the big two in the East of Milwaukee and Boston. I kind of think Philly this year has been forgotten about to except because they're not a one or two seed. But that's what I'm getting at. I mean, this has been the process for five years, and now we're not even talking them as the two best teams in the East. I think they win this series in five or six games. Okay, but well, pick they, one. Five or six. Which they, one are you going with? I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with six. I'm going to go with five. Ed, I'm taking five. Philly. All right, so we we go five, five, and six there. But but you th- so you think are you buying Philly to make a run here or no? I'm saying they have to make a run. Have to make a run, or you say bye bye Doc, get out of here Doc. What's up Doc? 
We saw it before. We saw it in he L.A. We saw it in Boston. Door. I mean, at least in Boston, there was some sort of success. They could sweep them, by the way. The next series, Bob Rathman's Hawks. We had Bobby on the show last week, the play-by-play voice of the Atlanta Hawks. 41-41 and with Trey Young and company taking on the Boston Celtics, the two-seed, one of the favorites to win the title at 57-25. and 25. I'll go first here. I think this is a clean sweep. I don't know what Trey Young's talking about. Boston has a chance at most. I mean, Atlanta's got a chance. At most, the Hawks get a game, but I think it's a sweeper. Boston in four, Ed. I would like to see Boston for Boston in five. Atlanta's going to win one of those games. All right. In a you with Ed or me, Riss, or are you going oppo at not even taking Yeah, Celtics I'm going four Boston five? in five. This Atlanta team, just, you know, you go back to a couple years ago when they made the uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, you know, they're just not the same. You you take out Red Velvet. It, yeah. They just lost all that energy. So yeah. I'm going to say five. All right. So there you have it. I'm rooting for Brooklyn, by the way, against Philly because of Dodo, Dorian Finney-Smith. Knicks and Cavs. That's the 6 o'clock game on ESPN tonight. New York, the five. Cleveland, the four. I think the Cavs are kind of underrated here with their defense and Donovan Mitchell, who is a bucket getter. All right, Ed, you go first for Knicks and Cavs. I know you're rooting for the Knicks. Why you root for the Knicks and the Celtics, I'll never figure out for the life of me. But how many I, I games? Definitely, I definitely want to see the Knicks win, but I'm, I'm going Cleveland and six. Cleveland and six, which is where I'm going as well. Risser? Yeah, I'm actually going to make it a clean sweep. I'm going clean Cleveland in six. No love for the New York Knickerbockers and Tom Thibodeau's gang. Wow. All right. And the last one tonight, 830 ABC. We're carrying this, I think, tonight here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I hope so. I think so. I'm not positive. But anyways, uh, Golden State, the Warriors, reigning champs with Steph Curry and company, taking on the Sacramento Kings with with the guy I think should get coach of the year, Mike Brown. Sacramento is a one-point favorite tonight, but the Warriors as the sixth seed are the favorite to win the series. AJ, who you like, Golden State or Sacramento? Man, speaking of red velvet, how about the Kings this year? From what they were a couple of years ago to what they are now. Is it the greatest offense statistically I think I read? Now, they don't, you don't feel like they are, but I think they are statistically as far as the it's numbers because, go. Yeah, it's because history. they don't have those names on there. They yeah. don't have the Steph Curry, the LeBrons. No. They don't have that on there. They do have Kevin Herter. Fear the turtle. However, oh, I'm going to say Golden State in six. Golden State in six. I'm going to go Golden State in seven. I think they win a seventh game in Sacramento. Ed? Golden State in six. All right, so you're with Risser on this. All right, your Sunday NBA playoff games. I don't think we have any local flavor outside of today. Lakers and Grizzlies. Memphis minus three and a half is your first game. Three o'clock, ABC. All right, Ed, you go first here. Lakers, Memphis. I have a funny feeling he's going to agree with me on this one, which I don't, I don't feel good about. So far, we've agreed on every series. Who you got? A.D. LeBron in the Lake Show or Ja Morant in the Grizz Show without Brandon Clark and Steven Adams on the front line? Without that, that's they're, they're in trouble. Lakers in six. But they had the best home record in the league, does Memphis. You're going to go Lakers in six, A.J.? I, I think if you look at their season series, if I'm not wrong, each home team won. Yeah, the home, the, the away team never lost. So, with that being said, you're going to go game seven in Memphis. I'm going to go game seven in Memphis. I'll take the Grizz. You know what? I, I will say this: if it goes to a game seven, I think you're right. Memphis has the best home record in the league, but I think the Lakers close them out in six. I just worry about the depth. Jaron Jackson, who could get Defensive Player of the Year, it's probably down to him and Brooke Lopez at the Bucks. He picks up fouls, and if you play the Lakers, they're going to blow a whistle a lot. That's neither here nor there. Uh, I think the Lakers beat them in six. I hate to agree with Ed, but gosh, this scares the stuffings out of me. We've agreed on every series thus far. Next up, Heat and the Bucks. Milwaukee, 58 and 24. Top seed. They get Miami and Jimmy Butler. Uh, they did beat them in the bubble a couple years ago, but this is not in the bubble. I think the Bucks will take care of this one in five. AJ? I'm going to take the Bucks in four. I'm Ooh, taking the sweep. sweep there. 
He goes with the sweep. Ed, are you going to call for the Shocker and Shockers and take the heat, or are you going to go with Milwaukee? No, Milwaukee, easily. How many? Four or five or beyond five. that? I'll give Miami. You give Miami a game. you got enough respect for Spolster, Riley, and the crew there. Clippers and Suns. I'll let you go here first. First one, Ed, it's a TNT game tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Clippers are the five. Suns are the four. The favorite to win the title, I think, by many sports books with Kevin Durant and company. Uh, Ed, what do you think? Phoenix and L.A. A lot of people think this could be an easy one for the Suns. I'm not so sure about that, although Kendrick Perkins has taken the Clippers, if you listen to Big Perk. Therefore, I will take the Suns. So you don't listen to Big Perk. Six. I don't listen to Big Perk. All right. He says Suns in six. How about you, AJ? I'm going to take the Suns in five. Suns in five. I'm agreeing with Ed again. Suns in six. This is scaring the stuffings out of me. Means I won't win nothing. No. On Last trail. one. Timber, we got finals picks, though. Timberwolves, Nuggets. I'll let you go here, Risser. 8C, Minnesota at Denver, who's 7.5-point favorite tomorrow. Nobody's giving the Nuggets any love here. I don't think they sweep the Wolves, and the Wolves are, are actually a trendy pick to pull the shocker here in this series. What do you think here, Minnesota and Denver? I would love to see Minnesota make some noise. I, I mean, you look at what Anthony Edwards has done to that team since they drafted him, and obviously Carl. Great. Except I, the play-in game against the Lakers. He was bad that night. Yes, but overall... That team looks fun. They do look fun. On the other side, Immature, though. though. Very immature. I, I think this is not going to be a runaway at all. I will take the, the Nuggets and six. Nuggets and six, which is what I'm thinking as well. Nuggets and six. I'll go there. You make it a clean sweep here, Ed, or are you going to go outside the box with Nuggets this? and five. Nuggets and five. All right, give us your finals picks. Edward, I'll let you go first. NBA finals picks. Two teams, and who wins it? How many games? I'm going to go. Uh, man. I'm going Boston and seven over Phoenix. Boston over Phoenix and seven. AJ? I am going to take. Oh, man, why? You have to say Boston over Phoenix. I mean, I want to say Phoenix over Boston. Well, then do it. Do go it. Go I'm going to say Phoenix over Boston there you go. in six games. Uh, you both are wrong. I think Phoenix could very well get there. You said in six games, Phoenix over Boston. I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. Fear to deer. We're going to get our guy Dave Kane, the play by play voice, who once was a UVA play by play voice, on the show. Bucks. Over, you ready for this one? Denver in five. I can see Denver in there. Yeah. That was my yeah. pick back in October. They've been disrespected. My guy Mike Malone. I'm going Bucks over Nuggets, the two one seeds. A little chalk in five. There you have it. That closes out 757 Saturday Sports Talk. We'll do it again next week here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1.